0: Once again, I welcome you to Grace Assembly. This is our online church. We meet in the cyberspace and God is Lord and Lord of all, even on the cyberspace. And this morning uh, happens to be a day of an exact word from God that will correct a lot of things and usher us into the best that God has. Let me start this, this morning with a prayer. And the Lord revealed to me that in every week, and Sunday is the first day of the week, that's why we assign it to God in praise and worship, and we serve God on Sunday morning. And for every week of our lives, there is a divine allocation, both angelic, human, all kinds of resources allocated. What happens to a lot of us is we do not download our allocation, and so we struggle. Can i pray with you this morning that like never before this week every allocation from our father according to this time of life according to the transition that we're going through according to our needs and the challenges we're facing may also allocation angelic um, uh, financial uh, monetary uh, opportunities uh, victories And so on. May none of such opportunities be missed by anyone of us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we apprehend them, and life begins to change for better. People begin to see how great it is to serve God through the agency of our lives. So shall it be to the glory of God in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. I'm sure even at this point in time, you say, "Yeah, what a good way to start the service! My allocation, I receive it, Baba, in Jesus' name." Glory to God. I'm so glad to see you this morning. God is good. If there's anybody around you that say, I want to tell you that God is good. Look, God is good. This week, you're going to find out how good God is. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. I want to welcome you this morning. It's time for us to go into the word of the Lord. Um, I'm going to be speeding up a little bit because of uh, the way the, the platforms work. I want you to take your Bible. And if you don't have one, the scripture will come up on the screen. This morning, I'm going to bring you the word of the Lord from the book of Mark, chapter number 4. I'm going to be reading verses 35 to 41 from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Mark, Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter number 4, verses 35 to 41. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. And here begins the reading of god's word i want you to listen with rapt attention the bible says as evening came jesus said to his disciples let's cross to the other side of the lake 36 so they took jesus i want you to know that so they took jesus in their boat and started out leaving the crowds behind although other boats followed 37 but soon But very soon a fierce storm came up from nowhere and so high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. 38 Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting howled. They said teacher don't you care that we're going to drown teacher don't you care that we're going to drown when Jesus when Jesus woke up he rebuked the wind and said to the waves silence be still suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm can you say amen there's going to be a great calm all over all our cities over our homes over our business and there was a great calm amen verse 40 then he asked them after he got the job done it was time And and this is what I want you to know. Jesus doesn't talk when there is a job to be done. He's not like a man. He gets the job done. Then verse 40, he now turned to them and said, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? After all this time, do you still have no faith? Mm. Verse 41, And the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who? What kind of man is this? That even the wind, nebulous as it is, you can see it, you can catch it, you can feel it, you can apprehend it, even the wind and the waves that are so, so much of a tyrant, they obey him. Father, we thank you for the word. (laughs) This word is going to do us good. And I want to tell you this morning that this word is designed for you and i it's accurate for the time that we live in and i entitled it in life you need more than just a good boat in life you need more than just a good boat hallelujah the bible says in mark 4 verse 37 from where, where i read from the new living translation it says they went on this voyage they started something like we're all always starting something but but some But soon, a fierce storm came up. As soon as they started the year, a fierce storm came up out of nowhere, unexpectedly. And so, high waves were breaking into the boat. And it began to fill with water, which had the capacity to drown their dreams. And so, in life, the lesson is, you need more than just a good boat. When they started the journey, they were confident they had the state-of-the-art boat. When we started the year, we are confident we are making New Year resolutions. We had crossover services. And a lot of people are postulating it's going to be a year of double blessing. But I told people that this year, it's not going to be like that at all. This is a year that you've got to make Jehovah, Jehovah-Rohi. The shepherd, the one that will lead you and guide you. Otherwise, you're going to run into trouble because all the equations will fail. And guess what happened? god is true to the, his prophetic word and so this thing began to happen and so verse 37 of mark 4 from the new living translation speaks to my situation speaks to our situation speaks to our world it says but soon thereafter a fierce storm arose came up the word came up is i don't even know where it came from unexpectedly It was not desired, it was not programmed, it was not part of the plan. Came up and so high waves, not just waves, were breaking into the boat. The boat was their confidence and something started breaking the boat up. Started breaking into it and breaking it apart. And so it began to fill with water. Water was meant to be outside. There are so many things that are supposed to be outside our lives, that are finding their way into our lives because a fierce storm has arisen. And so the title of the message is very instructive. In life, you need more than just a good boat. A lot of people started this year thinking they had it all sorted. A boat represents the things made by man. A boat is a man-made boat, a man-made thing, a man-made system, a man-made church, a man-made everything. And so, it is good to have those things, but our confidence should never be in those things. I'm speaking to you, child of God, on the subject in life. You need more than just a good boat. Let me go back to the reading, and I'm going to read again. And as I read along, I'm going to throw some light in some parts of the, 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 the reading, and that's Mark 4. 35 to 41, the New Living Translation, the Bible says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. And like my little son said, he's only 10 and he has so much revelation. He said, just because you have the Lord doesn't mean you won't face battles. So Jesus said, let us go. Verse 36, very nice, says, so they took Jesus in their boat. And a lot of Christians say, as long as I have Jesus in my heart, I have Jesus in my business. Some people put a cross in the, in the door of their office. Everything's going to fine. Yes, everything is fine, but it doesn't mean there will be no storms. Child of God, just because there's, there's a storm doesn't mean you're going to drown. And so they took Jesus, verse 36, they took Jesus in the boat, in their boat, and they started out starting out means a new thing starting out a marriage starting out a new job starting out a new business or a new uh, arm of the business starting out taking a loan starting out building a house starting out having a baby and so they started out starting out a business they started out and whilst they were doing that they left the crowds behind and many of us start things and don't leave the crowds behind it's not everybody that should go with you And they did that, and that's who Jesus in the boat. They started out leaving the crowds, um, the crowds behind. I like this part. In parentheses, it says although other boats followed. I'm going to come back to that. So it wasn't just a boat that Jesus was in that crossed, attempted to cross the lake to the better side. Some other boats followed, but only one boat had Jesus in it. Ha! You know where I'm going with this. And by verse 37 says, but soon thereafter, a fierce storm. Not a storm. A storm is something like this morning has been stormy. I heard one lightning, thunderclap. I almost went under the bed. I had to go and rush and look for my family. The thunderclap was so horrendous. It was like it was going to split this house in two. And so things happen. The Bible says... The soon a first stop came up from nowhere unexpectedly and highways were breaking into the boat. Once there is a storm, some things want to break into your joy. They want to break break apart your home, want to break, break down your business. And so highways were breaking into the boat by trying to break it apart and breaking over the edge and breaking the engine and breaking the, the systems. And there's so much Going on now, trying to break up nations, break up systems, break up financial cycles and all that. And the boat that they had their confidence in began to fill with water. And water is something that should not be in the boat (laughs) oh today a lot of things that should not be in our homes are finding their way into our homes (laughs) a lot of things that should not be in our finances finding their way and but I thank God for those who have Jesus in their boat and I said to you the sermon is entitled in life you need more than just a good boat (laughs) the boat can start breaking up by some things that usually come up like this year from nowhere who ever heard of COVID before. Where did it come from? It was unexpected. A fierce storm came up and waves, high were getting to break the boat. The boat of the things we put on our confidence in, and a lot of people have Jesus in their boat, but their confidence is in the boat, not in Jesus. They just let Jesus tag along. I'm going somewhere with this. And so Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on the cushion. He's the Lord of Glory. Hallelujah. And the disciples woke him up. And if I were to imagine what they would say, I would never have imagined what they said based on where they're at, what is in their heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And they woke him up shouting at the Lord. Are you lost your mind? Shouting at him, say, teacher, don't you care that we're going down? Don't you care that we're going to drown? Last week on Sunday, I was preaching to you about those who feel that the Lord is not in touch with their reality. They had to feel this guy he's sleeping in my storm. He can't be in touch with my reality. My reality is this boat I'm still owing money to the bank on this boat I brought. My reality is I can't afford to die. I have too many kids are young. My reality is, hey, I, I've got to get out of this thing and you're sleeping. Don't you care that we're going to drown? The moment you feel the Lord is out of touch with your reality, you start being rude. You start being abusive. You start being uncouth. You start saying things you ought not to say. This is what they said. And verse 39, the Bible says Jesus woke up calmly. Because when you're very powerful, you're never in a frenzy. Sure. And Jesus woke up calmly. He looked at them. He didn't reply then. Bible says, answer not a fool according to his folly. They were speaking foolishness on their heart. But Bible says, when you answer a fool and you argue with a fool, the people passing by will not know who is the fool. So Jesus didn't even speak to them. Jesus woke up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence be still. And all of a sudden the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. The lesson there is. Jesus never does unimportant things when there's a job to be done. He gets the job done first. If it's time to save you, he saves you first before he talks to you. And that's a lesson for a lot of us. We talk rather than getting the job done. And so when he did that, then he turned to them and asked them, Why are you afraid? I thought I was in the boat with you. I thought you called me master. I thought you called me lord. I thought you took me in the boat instead of me going in any other boat because you understand what happens when I'm in the boat. Do you still have no faith after all this while born again for decades? Do you still have no faith? Faith is not needed when everything is calm, faith is shield shield of faith you bring out your faith when it is needed and shield off every attack of the enemy the shield of faith do you still have no faith you should have a shield particularly when I'm here and the disciples were absolutely terrified so they should be because they really goofed who is this man they ask each other even the wind and the waves obey him Hmm. I wish there was someone, I miss church so much because if I went in church, I'd say, look at two or three people and tell them in life, you need more than just a good boat. I Tell somebody, I like your boat. Your boat is state of the art. Your boat is expensive. Your boat is impressive. But in life, you need more than just a good boat. Hallelujah. But very soon, we'll be able to do all that, give somebody a high five. The, this Kobe is not going to have the last laugh. We have the last laugh. Glory to God. Let me read to you the same um, scripture. Um, I believe in the Message Bible. This is how the Lord answered the the storm in the same Mark four and verse thirty nine from the Message Bible. The Message Bible it says when Jesus was awake now, he told the wind to pipe down <laughs> and said to the sea, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath and the sea became smooth as glass. What? I need to read this again. <laughs> this is too good to be read Only it was. Jesus being awake now, he told the wind pipe down. The things that you're running around and scared for, all the Lord has to do is just a pipe down. And And he said to the sea, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. And the sea became as smooth as glass. In Yoruba we say, oh, red wind. Ah, the sea became gentle. Oh, gentle. Listen, who is talking and you're fretting? Who is in the boat and you're misbehaving? He said, pipe down, Ah, settle down. And the wind ran out of breath and the sea became as smooth as glass. When the Lord is in your boat and you bring him into the equation, whatever came up will end up being as smooth as glass can I hear someone say I receive that that's my word in the name of Jesus Christ this is what happened and this gives us a kind of template of how things happen in our lives we start up into the year 2020 a, a year of balance 2020 and so people began to think this is going to be good this is going to be easy and some things came up in fact only one thing came up and the whole world was quivering all the whole world were were, were quivering what happened to all the boats that we have built what happened to all the systems you have built they're all man-made in the face of a real storm hmm, things begin to break up now let me go back a little bit when they started out on this journey the Bible says they put Jesus in the boat, and that's good, but other boats follow them. Everybody that had a boat felt qualified to go on the journey with them. And this is the thing I want to talk to you about. Just because you have a boat doesn't mean you can sail from beginning to the end. And so everyone seemed equal because they all had a man-made boat to cross, supposedly to cross over the lake. But when the unexpected began to happen, in the midst of the journey that they thought was giving, it was a giving, they discovered that in the journey of life, you need more than just a good boat. So the question is not just having a boat, it's not just about having a boat, the question is who is in your boat, because at the end of the day, that is what really matters. If you're out there and the Lord is not in your boat, you are rich, I'm happy for you. You are powerful, I'm happy for you. But there are some kind of storms. They're always qualified by the word fierce, devastating, and all kinds of things. When they come up, the boat begins to break up. The systems of the world started breaking up. All the medicine and so on had no answer to this little invisible thing. Something came up, and so the whole world is beginning to find out, it's not enough to have man-made systems man-made uh, well, countries man-made uh political systems and institutions and financial institutions. no 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 some things can come up sometimes so small you can't even see and begin to tear up and break up the boats of life it is who is in your boat at the end of the day that's what's going to count glory to god the first lesson is this when even when you have this that even when you have the state of the artboard, never leave Jesus behind. Some of us would go on a journey because we have the money, we have the support of some people, and never even ask the Lord, never even say, Lord, go with me. Even when you have the, the best state of the artboard, never leave Jesus behind. You never know what may come up unexpectedly that your boat can't sort, strange things that your boat can't even deal with. Your boat can't sort everything out. Your boat can't deal with every kind of thing. This season is a lesson. That's why the Bible says, let he that is rich not boast in his riches. Let he that is strong not boast in his strength. Boast in the fact that you know and understand the Lord. They knew the Lord, but this guy's in the boat. They didn't understand the Lord. They would never have spoken to him ever so rudely and saying, Teacher, do you not care that we're about to drown? They knew. Let him that boasts, boast in this, that he knows and understands the Lord. The reason why you come to church, you come, is not just to praise God, it's to be taught to the point you not only know the Lord, you have an understanding of the Lord. He's thinking it. His ways. The Bible says he reveals his acts to the children of Israel but his ways he reveals to Moses. You see you can know the things God does but you may not know how God works so you know him when you allow yourself to be taught through different levels of teaching, different categorization of growth in the Lord you get to understand how he works and so just because they had him in the boat because the of understanding of he was they were fretting like the people that had boats but they had no Jesus in the boat. What a shame the day when Christians fret like unbelievers. It it is The sad is the day where we do not understand that we're called from being the natural man to walk in a supernatural way. We're no longer normal. We become the children of God. And so when we face storms, we know that the Lord is with us and we should be able to understand how it deals with the storm, that the storms become as smooth as glass and we stop like other people last Sunday I was talking to the children of God and said some people think with all that is going on the Lord cannot be in touch with my reality and I read you the word of God They said we have a high priest who is not out of touch with our reality just because he appears to be sleeping listen he was not even sleeping it was a setup I'm going to prove it to you because even if he appears to be sleeping you must remember that he that keepeth Israel never sleeps nor slumbers Hey, can you can you can you understand that he never sleeps on the job can you understand that he's never failing never never tired king of glory so when he appeared to be sleeping he may have been dozing but he never sleeps on the job whatever you commit into his hand bible says he's able to keep till the day of the lord. Whatever you commit, your life you're committed to the Lord, He's able to keep to the day of resurrection. Glory and honor, praise and majesty belong unto our God. Hmm. Oh, it seems to me that when the Bible says Jesus was asleep with a pillow on under His head, where did He find a pillow in a fisherman's boat? Where did He find a pillow? He just looked for something just to convince them that He's sleeping and He was watching them. And in this season, the Lord is watching our reaction, He's watching what we're saying, He's watching our attitude. Because out of the abundance of the heart that has not been taught the word of God, does not understand God, the mouth will speak awful things that God has to forgive us and is faithful to do that. It seems to me that the idea of Jesus sleeping was a setup to get to know, to get them to know. Jesus as much as they should have known him. It was a setup to get them, disciples, to know Jesus as much as they should have known him. This sermon is to awaken you that this season is not unto death. Just like when Lazarus was sick. No, 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 no. It's not unto death. It is to get you to know the Lord and understanding the way you should have by now. And the setup was to get them to begin to demonstrate more faith in Christ. There's nothing that pleases the Lord as much as those that trust Him. There's nothing that pleases the Lord as much as those that have faith in Him. And that's why when the woman with the issue of blood that was not even a disciple, she was not an apostle, she was not even a follower, she just heard about Jesus and she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of His garment. Some people are have his garment. Some people have him. Some people embrace him. But for me, all I need to do is touch the hand on the garment, I'll be healed. And when he turned around said, who touched me? Hey, who touched me? May we touch Jesus. He said, I have not seen this kind of faith before. She came from the back. It was a setup. Listen, this thing for a believer is not meant to drown us. It's a setup. We will not fail the test. Not when you have a pastor like me. Not when a man of God speaks to you like this. We're going to pass the test in Jesus' name. There were other boats following. And guess what? A lot of people follow us to church. A lot of people follow us on social media. Now it's good. It doesn't mean they're going where we're going. There were other boats following, the Bible says. But Jesus was not in any of those boats. Now I want to ask you the question. What then would be the hope of such boats in the face of such unexpected fierce storms that were about to come up? So if you say I am your pastor, that's good. But you better be following me where I'm following Christ. Where I put Christ is where you should put Christ. Because just because we have the same kind of boat, just because we're doing the same kind of thing, just because we're heading, seeming to head in the same direction, doesn't mean we're equals. Doesn't mean... Because I got there, you're going to get there. Doesn't mean when I go through and come I come out of it, you're able to go through and come out of it. Listen, the the, the uh, David said, he said, don't 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 joke with me. The Lord is my own shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. The Lord leads me beside still water so that when even though i go through the valley of the shadow of death because some people think just because i say the lord is my shepherd i will go through some fire i will go through the fire but the bible says the fire will not kindle against me i'll go through the waters it i will not drown even the smoke of the fire will not be smelling on my body or my clothes and so he said even watch me even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of that i fear no evil that's why jesus asked him why are you afraid i thought you were I was with you. I thought you understood what it means. It says, I fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. The rod is to ward off my enemies. The staff is to guide me. At the end of the day, you anoint my head with oil. I end up in the banquet table of the Goodness and mercy, grace and favor follows me all the days of my life according to plan. Oh, somebody say according to plan. Because I know the plans that I have concerning you. When we go on this journey together, I know the plans I have concerning you. I know the plans for good and not evil to take you from where you are and give you the future you desire through many processes, through many storms. Glory to God. I know somebody out there, you're you're, you're getting the picture. Going back to the story, they said, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown listen to that statement they have assessed the situation they had made a conclusion in their renewed mind just because i walk through the valley of the shadow of death doesn't mean i will die and death has me i am not going to die there i am just walking through if i come in i come out when i when i when you when you see me go through something i'm going to come through it when i walk through the valley of the shadow of death not like some people that get buried None of us will get buried in this pandemic in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, if you know that, why are you afraid? He says, I fear no evil. Just because the Lord is my shepherd does not mean I will not go through the valley. I'm going to go through and come through. I want to pray for you. Whatever you're going through, you're going to come through to the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I hear you say amen? There is an anointing for, 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 for things to be broken off your life right now. There's an anointing to change things. There's an anointing to bring the dead back to life. I want you to tap into it. Glory to God. This is your portion in the land of the living. You will not die. You will live to, sh- to declare the glory of God and testify of the goodness of the Lord that people will know that it is good to serve God. If you are the candidate for this prayer, I want you to jump up and say hallelujah I receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let people think you're crazy. When you begin to testify, they will understand that you were not crazy. So instead of the accusation, if they really knew how much Jesus cared about them and how powerful he is, they should simply have said to him when they woke him up gently, oh, thank God you are with us. Thank God for Jesus. Hey, the storm is there, but thank God for Jesus. That's not what they said. Some people are saying, yeah, pa, ah, God, where are you? How could you let me do this? That's all. The same thing they said is the same thing we're saying now because they know him but they don't understand him my job is to make you understand him He is good through and through he's committed to you he said whatever is committed to him he will keep till the day of christ but now what was jesus thinking when he said to them he rebuked them instead of praising them he rebuked them the same way he rebuked the wind is the way he rebuked them may the lord not turn to us and address us the way he addresses satan that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. One day, Peter was talking nonsense. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. I have read the Bible, and I'm careful how I relate with the Lord. You need to be careful too, but he's good. What Jesus was thinking about was, how long will I be with you, and you still don't know me? You come to church all the time. You, even they shot the building, we're online. How long will you listen to sermons and not know me? You not know me for who I am. For how much I care for you and for the fact that I will never leave nor forsake you. How long will I be with you? I have sent Femi Paul to you. I have sent great men of God to you. And you're still settling the same mountain of unbelief. It ought not to be so. It ought not to be so. In the midst of the fierce storm that came up, Jesus expected them to maintain a calm, not based on their boat which will represent your family, your connection, your pedigree, your investments, who you know. No, no, no. In the midst of every fair storm that will come up, Jesus expects them and expects us to maintain a calm based on who Jesus is, his ability and capability. I taught you about that. And that he is with you and he is for you. Your attitude in the storm should not be based on what you thought you had. And those things are falling apart in ways of breaking the boat about, apart anyway. A Our account should be based on the person of Jesus Christ. Ooh, you need to go and hear my sermon on that. His capability and his ability. And his willingness to bless us and to save us. And that he is with us and is also for us. That's enough reason for you not to act the same way that unbelievers act in the storm. And I feel the Lord was saying and to them and saying to us, He says, though I doze, I never fall asleep on the job, because he that keepeth Israel never sleeps nor slumbers. And just because your boat can't come, just because your man-made boat can't cope with the storm doesn't mean you will drown. Your safety, your security should not be in your boat. It should be in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. There is someone in your boat who is the master of the storm, the rebuker of ill winds, hallelujah, the silencer and the tamer of satanic waves and seasons, the author of our salvation and the prince of peace. He will bring peace into the storm. That this pandemic is trying to bring into every facet of life. And his name will be glorified at the end of the day for his children in Jesus' mighty name. And to him alone, I declare, be the glory and praise, majesty and dominion in the church from now till everlasting in Jesus' mighty name. You better be saying amen and amen, because if you're not, you're going to end up being like the disciples that he had to rebuke. To him alone be the glory and the praise and the honor in the church forever and ever we ascribe greatness to the name of the lord what am i saying today in in totality what jesus expected his disciples who he had been with for so long what he expected them to say is found in second timothy second timothy chapter 1 verse 12b it's going to come up on your screen what Jesus expected them to say and what Jesus is expecting us to say, based on our knowing him and understanding him in the middle of this fierce storm with what he is expecting us to say is found in 2 Timothy chapter number 1 verses 12b. And what does that scripture say? I wish you could read it to me. I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. I know whom i have believed do you know whom you say you believe i know whom i have believed and i am fully persuaded that he's able to keep what i have committed to him until that day glory be to god now in closing you've realized that in life you need more than just a good boat you need more than just good friends you need more than just good connections you need more than good, uh, good visas on your passport. You need more than a good house to live in. In life, you need more than just a good boat. What do you really need? You need to know Him to be able to ex- experience the power of His resurrection. You need to know and understand Him so that in the middle of the storm, if He's calm, you ought to be calm. <laughs> he's never out of touch. He never sleeps on the job. He never sleeps, he never slumbers. He never stops hearing our prayers. When you call on him, he will answer you. It may seem to be slow, but Jesus is never late. He never late on the job. He never sleeps on the job. When you know that Jesus is in the boat, you ought to be singing through the storm. And there is a storm going on now When you know Jesus is in the boat. I want you to join me and change your mind, and not talk like those that don't know Jesus, and begin to sing the song in the face of a big waves. You say to the waves, the Lord is the only one that is great. He's greater than my problem. He's greater than my fears. He's greater than what I'm going through. We're going to sing the song, you are great, and you're going to sing it and you're going to sing it to the praise of the Lord. And as you sing it, the Lord is going to silence all the storms of your life, and, it, and the sea around you are going to become as smooth as glass. He is a water walker. If you can walk on the waves, who is the wave to threaten you? As long as he's in your boat. Hallelujah. Yes, you are Holy One Walked upon the sea, raised that Reign in majesty, mighty God Everything routine about you is great You are great, yes, you are one, one. Walked upon the sea, wasted you it Reign in majesty, mighty God Everything written about you is great. You are 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 great. Oh yeah. You are great. Say you are great. Say you are great. You are great. You are are great. Oh, Lord, we declare your greatness over every situation. We thank you because you are the one that rebukes every ill wind. You are the one that silences every satanic storm. You are the one that puts to shame every arrow that is sent against us. We exalt you as we magnify you. We pray that you you you, you, you put up the defense around your people, oh God. Uh, you, at the mountains surround Jerusalem, you surround us. He that keepeth us never sleeps nor slumbers. That as we as we come into it, we're going to go through it and we're going to come out of it. And when we come out of it, we're going to end at the table of the Lord. Nothing missing, nothing broken to the glory of your name. Because our strength is not in our man-made boats or our systems. Our strength is in the Lord. The one that never loses any battle. He's called Jehovah Saba, the man of war. He fights a battle and gives us the victory. With a shout of praise, we'll declare the glory of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for seeing us through. Thank you for what you have done this morning and what you're still going to do in Jesus' name mighty name i am just so elated and i want to welcome anyone out there who is seeing my confidence who is feeling the anointing and saying i wish i understood this thing you can if you just give your life to christ and you can be welcomed into the family of god and he will put his Garment upon you and name you after the Father, and the covenant of God will begin to work effectually in your favor. So He will be in your boat, no matter the storm, He will rebuke the storm. We give you glory, honor, and praise. You're welcome to worship with us. Stay in the Lord and be strong in the Lord. Never ever bring God down because of a situation, always call Him great. He's great. He was great. He will always be great. And He will prove His greatness through our lives. And our ne- friends, our neighbors, even our enemies will see the doing of the Lord. It will be marvelous in our eyes. So it is in Jesus' mighty name. Have you been blessed today? Send me a text, post something out there, say, Pastor, thank you, we're praying for you. Keep being strong. Lead us brilliantly and we're, we're, we're going make to make it through this season together to the glory of God in Jesus' name.